yeah! Yes, indeed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, party people. Guess what? We're coming in hot. Coming in hot today. Welcome to the show. I ain't trying to hear that right now. Gosh dang it. I am so sick and tired. Sick and tired, Phil. What happened? Of pulling up to this studio and all the parking lots being filled. I am so sick and tired of this. I have talked to the stupid construction roofing company like five doors down. They have a building just like I do. Okay. (laughs) They have like 15 trucks and then all of their workers and they have a warehouse in the back. They have a huge complex here and they all park in front of my building on the corner. So what happens? I got to load my drums today as soon as we're done with this podcast. And I have to load across the parking lot with a cart down a curb. I have to off-road my freaking cart because these idiots keep parking in my spot. I've asked them. I asked them last week. Can you guys please leave the three spots because my clients have nowhere to park and I have I load equipment almost every day and I can't do it when you guys park in my spots. Mm. They're, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Park on the other end. You park on the other side. Park at your mom's house. I don't care. <laughs> Stop parking here. Three. Well, I'm asking well, for three out, three out of like 75 parking spots. I'm asking for three in front of my building. One of those is my car. I'm mad at you, <laughs> Phil. No, it's, it's, not, it's not the point. The point is... I park, I park in one, my client, whoever comes in, I have clients coming in all day long, especially on Mondays. They have nowhere to park now. These people have little kids, you know, these little kids are getting out of the car and now they have to park on the other side of the parking lot because you selfish idiots keep parking in front of my spot. When I've asked you, I went in and talked to the boss. I went in and talked to the secretary. I've talked to them individually. Hey, would you guys mind not? I've, I've been so nice. <laughs> okay. And, and then I pull up today. I have nowhere to park. I'm so sick of it. I'm about to go in there and speak a piece of my mind. Yeah. It's this stupid construction site bull crap that I've dealt with all like when I did construction, these guys want to bulldog you and think like, yeah, you will just tell you what to do. You, what are you going to do about it? You don't know, fool. I used to work in construction. I was a contractor, and I dealt with idiots like you every day. Yeah. This right here, Drum Brigade, this little tiny 900-square-foot building houses the alpha male in this complex. (laughs) All right? I will fight you. I ain't trying to hear that right now. Gosh, dang it. I woke up like this, Phil. I'm actually having a good day. Like I got up early despite the stupid time change, which is another soapbox. Don't get me started on that. Like why we do that. Who knows? It's the dumbest thing in the world. Nobody wants to do it. Nobody likes it. And yet we still do it. Like, I guess this is what we do. (sighs) Don't, I'm not even going to push the button. (laughs) My wife like gets up and I'm like, oh man, I got to go. I'm going to be late. Like always. So I'm going to, this is my goals for the morning, beach, bike ride, podcast. 
Yeah. And then I got to leave for like a super far gig. And so I'm like in a hurry. But then the cats are looking at me like, oh, you're up. Well, I guess we can eat now. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Quickly, guys, quickly. Let's get. Are you guys hungies? All right. Let's get it. Then I give them some food. That's yeah. what I say to them. The girl cat doesn't want wet food. She wants dry food. So I have to give her some. But the boy cat won't eat. the. If he eats the dry food, he throws up. So I got to give him the wet food with water in it and mix it up. I haven't even made my coffee yet. I'm feeding cats. Oh, boy. Make my coffee. Put the load of laundry in. My wife comes in and is like, oh, man, that kitty litter smells. And I'm like, I got to do everything. She's like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't get to do nothing in this house, man. I got to do everything. Feed the cats. And she's like, I didn't ask you to do nothing. I'm like, you came in here and demanded I do it. She's like, I didn't demand anything. I just said it smells bad. And I'm in there like cleaning the cat box. Like, I can't do nothing, man. I got to do everything. (laughs) I throw the trash out. I get in my car and I go. Go on a bike ride. It's great. Very peaceful. But now I'm running late. Sorry. Not you. I just stress out that you're going to be in here like flipping tables over. I mean, I do that and then I, I put it all back. Up. That's why half the stuff is broken Yeah. when you turn it on. The studio is a mess. It's a freaking mess. I'm moving out next month. Next month? Yeah, moving out. Whoa. Everything's coming out except for the lesson section. Dang. Um. And that's it. And then I won't have to deal with these idiots with the parking either. Freaking idiots. Bound heads. Yeah. And so I'm sorry, Phil. I'm coming in hot. I'm coming into the show. It's a bit I'm messing around today. You are not messing around. I'm not messing around. You know, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. They get it. They get it. All right. So let me take a breath. Count to 10. Okay. Six, seven, eight. All right, let's go. Okay, okay. Uh, how's how's everybody doing? Uh, how you guys doing? Uh, uh, I'm Corey Kingston, and that's a funky, fantastic country western. Funky <laughs> Phil now. Funky <laughs> Phil Pardell. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this is show one twenty six. You know, we're still here doing it. We're still doing it for you, people. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you better like it. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, and we, we do this to promote the drum brigade and the things that we do. This is our platform. We say what we want on here. Yeah. Phil talks about super far right, alt right politics. <laughs> as racist as it gets. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't even stand sitting across from you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were like racist from a black guy's perspective, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's all right. I'll switch to that. That's better. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Only in prison. Only when Phil's in prison. Um, yeah. So anyways, we we have a lot of things going on with the drum brigade. And, and um, but you know what? I was thinking about it today that like. You know, I'm I'm gearing up for a pretty long tour, and um, we're closing the doors on this studio, and then um, I'm working through some options for another studio or another like transition thing for my lessons at least before we do the real thing. Um, so we're gonna be on a little bit of a hiatus for a while, for a little while, 
and that's not and that's coming from like a positive place like i was thinking about that this morning on the beach where i was like you know like sometimes businesses go through that where it's not like we're not shutting the doors we're not like calling it quits but there's just some other things going on and so we're going to be on summer break you yeah, know at least you i am realign things right and and i i feel like i'm hitting a wall because there's too many other things going on and so it's not just like organically coming. Everything's everything feels forced. And so, um, so yeah, Phil's still gonna be teaching, but I'm I'm gonna be hiatus vibes. That's an old man term now. Vibes. It is. I think so. That's what the kids say. Oh shucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's an even older man saying. <laughs> Dead <never>. <laughs> So, anyways, um, Drum Brigade <laughs> podcast. Drum Brigade. Um, and I, you know, we might, I might do some, some little podcasts here and there interviews or whatever, but drum brigade podcast, drum brigade lessons per se are going to be on hiatus starting, um, May 1st. And, um, and it's going to be summer break for all my students. And then it's going to be finding a new beat locker. Woo. So, yeah. Um, so, and I'm sure with that is going to come a lot of changes and all of that stuff. I'm making an exclusive announcement on the air. It's just, I mean, I'm transparent as it gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so, anyways, you know, just keep a lookout on that. Um, like I said, we might do some some quick little podcast or something while I'm on the road. And, um, but yeah, we got to find a new home for this this here drum brigade. Mm. And then when we come back from that hiatus, it's gonna be bigger and better. So that doesn't start this. This isn't our last episode until we go. You oh, know? good. Yeah, Almost. Yeah. Almost started crying. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll probably do them up until like April first, I think. No, sorry, May first. Um, all right. So yeah. Anyways, drumbrigade.com for everything. We will still have merch available. We will still have um, you know, all of that stuff going on. All the archives for the podcast will be available as well. Over 126 episodes after today. Over 125 episodes. After today, we'll have 126, so it will be over. And then um, tons and tons of archives, guys, for like interviews. We don't do many interviews very much anymore, um, but we have tons and tons of interview episodes where we spin the wheel of death. Really fun, good times. Um, and um, and also, guys, if you want to help out the Drum Brigade, of course, buy merch and check, you know buy a t-shirt, all that stuff. Um, we use high quality stuff. It's made to order. We have all kinds of other stuff outside of t-shirts. Um, so, um, but if you really want to help us out, go on iTunes or go on Spotify or any of those platforms and write a review for us. Um, that moves us up in the order that gets us more relevant. Hmm. So, it's free. You don't have to pay anything or you, it just takes probably five seconds. You could just type a review. That's like really, really good. Send that takes one second. Yeah. Says like too much. Says, says like too says much. Says dope too much. Yeah. That guy could kick rocks. <laughs> that idiot. That idiot is why we say like dope now. Like one bozo listens to our show. That's like, I really like NPR style podcasts. They say like and dope a lot. I'm like this. This if you like that, and you want to waste your day. Like, do, why are you listening to our show, bro? You know it's not for you. You know it's not for you. <laughs> they say 
really liking dope too much. How old are you, dude? Like, old guy, freaking dad shoes on. Was like dope. Um, old, old, old people, people talk, talk now. Yeah, it is right. It's like it's like saying dynamite. What, what <laughs> do they say these days? Them kids. Um, I don't know. Fleece. We gotta ask Tosh. He's he's hipping with I think it. Tosh is old now. Is he old? <laughs> Just kidding. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, he's big time. Tosh is big as it gets. He's 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 huge. He is huge. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. Stupid idiot moving company. Freaking idiots. <laughs> Looked outside and just saw a bunch of vehicles in my spots. Freaking morons. You know, as soon as I pulled up, I was like, oh boy. <laughs> Corey's not going to be pleased with this situation. Man, I feel like I just want to... I just feel like I want to get out of the drum engine industry, dude. I just want to get out of music. I just want to be in the bike industry. I'm about to reach across this table <laughs> and slap you on the mouth. Now look, I want to still play drums. <laughs> I just want to open up like a bike park or something. They moved their cars. They must have heard me. They must have heard Freaking you screaming. Idiots. I see them moving a van, though. They're probably like, oh, we'll pull it down there. Yeah, park it sideways across three spots. <laughs> Dude, remember hot, the hot girl that was next door? Yeah. And like, I used to get mad at them because they like they complained that we would play drums. Mm-hmm. And then COVID hit and they went out of business or they moved. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Well, you also got the quiet, you got the super pads and quiet symbols. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't compare, complain anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's almost worth it because she was beautiful. <laughs> she was really beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, yeah. All right, Funky Phil. So how's everything going with you? It's good, man. I went and saw you a couple weeks ago. I know. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Playing straight up pure country western. It was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty. That that might be your lane, Phil. What? That might be your thing, dude. I don't. I don't know. I think. I don't think I need a, a thing. <laughs> That's I like, true. I like playing like a variety of stuff. You I don't know. have that that style dialed, and you know when you like see a country band and they're like a little bit cooler than like the traditional country guys like wearing the snap button country shirts uh -huh. and not even like the vintage stuff. Like I'm talking like just the average guys that get their clothes from a truck stop and the cowboy hat and the boots and the, and all that. But then you see a modern country band and they're like cooler than that. Mm. That dude that came on our show, Jake, um, you like you know? Jake? Yeah. <laughs> Jake. You like Jake? <laughs> Jake. Jake's my boy. Yes. <laughs> that dude that came on our show, he I, he plays with Luke something. Combs. Luke Combs. Yeah, yeah. Dude is playing arenas every night. Yeah, he rips. Yeah. He's kind of like that, where his band is like, they're not just like, oh, yeah, that's obviously a cowboy band. Like, if they played alternative rock, it would be like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. That's what your vibe was. You weren't Aww. like cowboy hat and like you had like a flannel on and like just regular shoes. Oh, yeah, desert boots. You're like the hip guy that can cross over into country or you could be playing a funk gig and it's all good. Well, that means a lot to me. Yeah. yeah. I want to get into this a little bit, though. Uh-oh. Because I did ask how you are, but, but like that was pretty good, dude. Like I keep <laughs> saying that like I keep saying that like you that's your thing. It's not your thing, but like, this is what I mean, Phil. Let me just, 
let's get on a positive note here. Okay. When I say it's your thing, what I mean is like a drummer that does what we do. Like, okay, my thing is clearly ska and reggae, but I rarely play that kind of music anymore. But still people know me for that. Mm-hmm. And that's, I take pride in that. That we can go into playing a country gig one night and then we can play a blues gig the next night and we can play a funk gig the next night and we can play a reggae gig the next night and people are going to go, dude, that's your thing. You're really good at this kind of music. You can go on a jazz gig one night and you can literally play a jazz gig the next day and people will be like, dude, Phil's a really good jazz drummer. And then you play a country gig and they're like, Phil's a really good country drummer. (laughs) Like you could play on a big stage in an arena and that is really good. So making you me very happy you're about making that. me all blushy over you here just don't, yeah it's just <laughs> the truth like you had the right tones the snare sounded great and then you had some some like you did a drum solo oh yeah i had a, a yep. momentary yep it was time. good and you didn't just do like the quarter note on the kick drum drum solo you did like a very tasty there was like there was some syncopated stuff moments in there i was just like oh oh okay okay all right (laughs) you played a song i took note of it hold on Uh uh-oh you played a song i was i was very i was yeah did you get a new phone no i've had this phone for a while uh oh yeah of oh the oh rose of the new oh rosie oh rosie of the new was it like a 12-8? 12 12 eight? Eight yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. I think that one's called a Rosie. Yeah. That one, uh, I took note of that one because I was like, oh, he's playing a 12-8. You know, it's it's a standard beat for like, you know, we can, we you know, especially if we play blues. But then you had some accents in, accents in there where I was like, what was that? I've never heard that before. That it's a crazy <laughs> cool interpretation of something that I would never even think of. <laughs> yeah. So it's a good show, man. I'm not like a huge country fan. Country's not my thing, but I did start my career on the country path. You did, yeah. And uh, you did not tell me it was a country gig, so I showed up I didn't. like me, just being me. <laughs> like I, you know, I almost like rode my Vespa to this thing. thinking it was i thought it was going to be a funk gig or a blues gig or something and it was like everybody was like who's this guy (laughs) (laughs) and um saw jared delaney jared delaney delaney and company yeah they were great they played as well i miss them but they were i've known those dudes i knew jared delaney since he was like a little toddler it's bananas yeah and like him and his dad and my dad are buddies his dad it's like, it's funny. It's a funny situation, but his dad and my dad were friends like when we were kids and they, they lived in the same complex, but his dad is like from Alabama and a total Southern dude, like, like big, you know, tall white dude with a beard looks Confe- like Confederate flags, Confederate and stuff. flags, like looks like he's a total, like, like prison dude like gnarly biker guy. <laughs> and we moved in Puerto Rican wife, black dude, you know, and they're like, he's the nicest guy ever. My dad always tells a story of how he had to borrow his truck 
and his truck had Confederate flags everywhere and like a gun rack. <laughs> like he's like filling it up with gas. And my dad, like these like black dudes walk by and my dad, they're like looking at the truck, like, and looking at my dad, like what the heck is going on here? <laughs> my dad had to like move some stuff <laughs> and like borrowed his truck. Anyways, those dudes are awesome, man. He has the look, he has the vibe, like him and his wife and like, yeah, I really enjoyed them. If you're a fan of like country music and like that whole just style of stuff, like Americana and like Delaney and Company, Kimmy Bitters. Kimmy Bitters or Bitter? Just Bitter. Kimmy Bitter. Yeah. Great. It's great. It's like younger people keeping that music alive, but like traditionally. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun band. It's like a, a, a nice blend of of like Americana yeah, and like they definitely have a '70s slant. It's Kimmy not, has a great voice, man. Yeah, she does, right? She's it's like it's a fantastic. '70s. Yeah. It, it's a '70s like vibe. Yeah, and the whole vibe is that is like '70s, and then it's like so. I really, you know, I don't know, like I don't know everything there is to know about that music, but right away I was like, this has um uh a what's her name vibe to it um. Dolly, Dolly vibe, mm-hmm. Dolly Parton vibe for sure. Yeah, um, I could see that. Yeah, and it's cool too because you know, like, um, it's not just like, I don't know, man. It, there's like organ. There's you know the 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 band is it's nice, man. She's gonna go. She's gonna go places. Yeah, they're, she's already headlining Belly Up, dude. They're back on the road again. Yeah, they, her and uh, Willis. We're like driving all around the country Dude. in their van, mm-hmm. just playing gigs and you know cool. experiencing the world. Yeah. And um, after that show, we did a, a recording session on Monday, which is why I couldn't podcast last week. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they went, they left on the road again. They're already out there again. Didn't Willis <laughs> have like a a really seventies looking like he got a new van right because he oh. had like a crazy creepy van. Did you see the video? Yeah, <laughs> yeah with the bullhorns. Yeah, that was his van. Okay. Yeah, that's the van they cruise around he the country have, and it's like it's all yellow. It's super seventies yeah. out. It's got bullhorns on the front. Yeah, he yeah. had a different one though. Did, like it was like a blue or something, and it was like. Yeah. Anyways, I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, you guys started with this video montage of like, it was great, dude. The way the the show was put pretty polished. Like, the you know lights out, video goes on like on projector, and it's on the side screens and on like the front, and then it's just like, you guys like all the whole band like cracking a beer, like shotgunning a beer, stabbing it on the bullhorns of the van, and then shotgunning a beer. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like. I don't know why they didn't call you Funky Phil Pardell, though. They should have. I don't know. <laughs> they called you Phil Pardell, and then Phil, like, cracks the beer on the bullhorn, and it's spraying everywhere, and then he drinks a coffee. <laughs> I'm like, that's that. I'm glad you didn't like. You're not faking your funk. You're holding true. You know your truth, and you're, you're like, Phil doesn't drink. So Phil's like, I'll shotgun a beer, but I'm not going to drink it. Like, I'm, I like coffee. Yeah, I just poured it all out. Yeah. It was a waste. It was a waste, but but it made it's for, a statement. It's a funny video. It's great. And then, then boom, you guys just started, and like, yeah, it was nice. It was nice. It was nice seeing you guys. Like, I was, I was glad that it was at the belly up, and it was like a big stage and nice venue, and it wasn't just like, you know, not that like, not that like, um, the Casbah is a, is a bad place, but it was a better, 
it was a better portrayal of her and what she does. And they're doing it DIY, it seems like, but it seems like the right people behind her, she could be at the top. She's got a look. Mm-hmm. She's got the voice. She can definitely sing. She, yeah. You know, it's it's cool. So anyways. Well, thanks for coming, man. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was a fun night. Um, what else is going on with you? Uh, just, you know, playing, playing, playing. I did a, I sat in with the pocket candy band. Oh, yeah. You were nervous about that. I was a little nervous about that. Yeah. It was um, fine, right? I think so. Yeah. They seemed to be happy with me, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think I did okay. You know, it wasn't flawless, but <clears throat> I think it was pretty good. Was that like a reading gig for you or is it just like just... I made some charts. Yeah. I mean, definitely like I didn't have time to memorize everything. So I just made a bunch of charts to try to help me get through it. And yeah. some of them I did. I did. I did pretty good on most of it. And was it a live gig or was it like a recording session? It was live. Okay. Yeah. We did like three sets and, uh, at the Riv. Nice. It was a lot of fun. Um, the Gooch came out. Oh yeah. Which was rad, but also scary. I don't know why you get so scared, dude. You're you're like pioneering the whole front of me and you are pioneering the front of acceptance and belonging and not being intimidated by other fools. I know. I know. You can but, you can you know, play. We're all so human and and he sat literally in the booth right next to me. I don't know why. He just and he's, he's just and like us. He's a great jazz drummer, you know, and he t- and I haven't been playing a lot of jazz, so he sucks. Just kidding. Sucks. <laughs> no, it was really good to see him. And he was, you know, typical Gooch, nothing but sweet and yeah. supportive and, and he awesome will never, dude. ever, ever be like, You were a little rough tonight. Phil, you kind of suck. You could work on this. <laughs> he's not like that. He's like, he loves drumming in every way, shape, or form. And he's like, Yeah, man, it was awesome. Like he's totally like that. He won't say anything negative about anyone. Yeah. So I did that. It was fun. It w- I think it went it went okay. It was good. It was nice to play some jazz. Oh, some other stuff. Yeah. Um, we did, you know, some Whitney gigs. Nice. Did some Anthony Collins, some like Shredder Blues. Nice. And originals with him. Uh, I did that session Very with cool. Kimmy. Yes. It was a uh, so easy. Really? <laughs> so easy. It was stupid. I mean, it was like. I could have just recorded it and at my house and sent yeah. I mean it was I didn't I used a I used brushes on a snare and that was like it. Yeah. I think I hit a cymbal twice. <laughs> yeah. I like, love those though. It was like Patsy Klein, really old country. Like I didn't even use the kick drum. Oh wow. Like the ba- the upright bass was the kick, you know. Nice. That's great. <laughs> so it was really easy. I'm so stoked she's doing that, man. That's like that's so good. She's not just trying to be like, yeah, we're country rock, you know, and like making pop songs and turning them into country. I mean, maybe she'll go down that path, but I don't know. I think that's cool that she's doing it traditional. Yeah, but it's been good. I've been getting back out there. It feels good. Yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening definitely true what else tell all your friends also very true what else join the patreon all good things but you know the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store 
Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids shirts. Yes, onesies. We got socks. Mugs. Phone cases. Stickers. We got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. What about your week's? Been a, it's been a freaking crazy week, couple weeks, man. I just... You went to New York, right? Just went to New York. Um, just came back. Like, dude, they ask, like Gogo asks, I've, I'm realizing that when they ask you something, like, it's not like, hey, man, can you do this? It's like, this is what's happening and we need you, you know? They asked, hey, are you available March 10th? And I'm like, yeah, I'm available there's a benefit show for like the people of Ukraine and we're trying to put it together. Stand by. So I'm like, you know, whenever you get like a, Hey, are you available? I like locally it's 50 50. It can happen or it cannot happen. You know, it's most of the time it's like, ah, they, it fell through. Yeah. But it, I don't hear from them. And then it's just like, um, all of a sudden, like the tour managers, like, all right, here's the deal. Here's the situation. We're not using our full crew. We're not using our back line. We're not using anything. We're just using the house stuff, the house engine, like sound engineer, house monitor guy. We're flying out the whole band, but we're doing it like low key so that we can save money. If we have to rent our back line, we have to do all this stuff. They're like, can you get by with whatever is there? I'm like, dude, that's what I do all the time. Like, of course I can do that. I don't, I prefer to have my in-ears and have my whole rig, but like, I'm like, yeah. And so they're so like, you didn't even have a booty, booty. Oh, I have one. I have one that lives out there. Yeah. So oh, I, okay. I was like, please get it out of the storage. And, and, <laughs> and they did, it was there. And, um, that one is so much more powerful than this one though. Really? Yeah. It's cause that one uses a completely non-branded, like the one that I have home, Phil's talking about the Porter and Davies throne. The one that I have at home has its own amp Mm. and i i have it like bumping and then sometimes it's like redlining so you have to adjust it the one out there is supposed to work with any amp it doesn't need its own amp like the the same company amp that they build so we just have like a a subwoofer amp dude it's a it's different it's different it works the same like you you know i know how to turn it up and what how to adjust it but they put everything in it because it's just a sub mix. So my floor tom, like my my toms, the bass, the the kick drum, and it is like it'll rattle you right off the, the throne. It's so <laughs> more power. It's so much more powerful. So um, that's really that thing is really cool. I I love that thing, man. It's like I'm there. I'm like crazy with like protective of it, like make sure this doesn't get left behind. Like I'm like, the only thing I care about is this, you know? <laughs> and like, so I have to get a new base though. I want to, I'm going to have to buy a new base before the next tour. Um, because that throne one's base. Broke. Yeah. Th- it's just too wobbly and it's gotten too old. Dang so it. I'll just have it as a backup. Um, but anyways, yeah. So dude, I'm, it's a, it's a touchy subject. It like, it's a weird situation. Okay. Let me explain. And like, 
I don't want anybody taking this the wrong way, but I'm like I said, I'm transparent. So like, Phil, you know, like I'm a spiritual guy, like person, like I'm a man of God, all that stuff. Okay. And, um, so because of that, I don't get involved in any political stuff. I don't want to join any movements or do any protests or do anything like that because it's just not my thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I have to stay politically neutral, but um, this thing, this thing wasn't, it didn't, it's not really like a political thing. Gogo Bordello is not a political, it's, I don't want to say it's not a political band because obviously everybody has different things that they're, you know, into or going for, but it's not what it's about. It's about like the whole gypsy thing and like unity and like how everybody's from like diverse and from different places and we're all coming together to make music and so there is some like stuff that they're into like politically driven, like for immigrants and like, you know, stuff like that. But it's not like right wing, left wing, at least, at least it's not, that's not the focal point. You know, it's not like, it's not like raising money for a, a political party or, you know, anything like that. But, but then this war kicks off in Ukraine with Russia and like the singer is Ukrainian mm-hmm. and and he's gone through this kind of stuff his whole life, you know, and then so and then the violin player is Russian and the guitar player is Ukrainian. Oh, man. And then then this gig. So we fly out. So I have to have conversations like, yo, you know, I know we've talked about this, but I, you know, I'm not into waving somebody else's flag like for any reason. Like, it's just not I'm politically neutral. And so just leave me out of it. I want to play drums. Like, can I just play drums? Yeah. I would love to play drums in Gogo Bordello, but I just don't want to be involved in, I hate Russia. I hate Putin. I, I don't want to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and this is not a soapbox, but it just turns out that like, but I was like, but from a humanitarian perspective, obviously I want to donate my time to help the innocent people. Yeah. You know, people are suffering. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, if we can provide shelter and food for people, then I'm all in. So like, yeah, it, it ends up that like, dude, they raised a lot. They raised like $130,000. Nice. Like Yoko Ono, like contributed like 50 grand. Whoa. Yeah. Like it it was pretty, it was a pretty crazy lineup, dude. It was like, but I like, it was just a little, it's a little deep for me. You know, there was like, Ukrainian flags everywhere and they're like he was dr- singing with one draped on him. He started by singing the Ukrainian national anthem. I wasn't on stage for any of that. So it's hard to like be like I as a person am politically neutral and I don't want you know so there was no like flags or anything on the drums. Yeah. But then I also don't want to come off as like I'm not a part of this because I do want to help the you know and, and and you know even people from like my religious you know, group or whatever are there helping in the same way, like from a humanitarian, like providing shelter for refugees and stuff like that. So I'm comfortable with that, but like, yeah, it's just a weird, I don't know why I'm saying all of this, but that's what the show was. It was a benefit to help the people of Ukraine, but the, cool. the, the singer was so, he's so emotionally attached to his people because of all of this. And he's dealt with dictators and all of this stuff his whole life. Yeah. And so it's coming from like kind of a dark place of like, he's amped up right now. And he, you know, he, he's like, he, he's very vocal about his people defeating, you know, another group of people. And, um, 
I'm like, oh man, <laughs> that's like, that's deep, you know? And, and like, but I was talking to his girlfriend and she's just like, yeah, you know, this is, this is a different culture and this is a different, there's emotions are high right now and it will cool off, but it's like, it's so crazy. But anyways, so we, yeah, we show up and like, I have to be there. I mean, I flew to New York. It's like a five hour flight landed, went to the hotel or whatever, got, got there, got me a hotel and all that jazz. The venue's walking distance. I'm like right in Manhattan. And then I walk to the venue. I only have my symbols and my sticks. Everything else is there. It's like a house Ludwig kit. It's fine. And, um, and like they had to rent more symbol stands for me cause they only had two symbol stands and I require four Phil. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I let them slide on not having two floor toms, so we're good. But um, thank goodness. Yeah, and then Neil uh, Peart over here. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, do the sound check, and uh, and then they're like, "Here's how it's gonna go." There's like twelve different people or more that are playing, and they're just doing like acoustic duos. There's only one other full band, and they only did like three songs. Who was that? I don't remember what they're called. I don't remember, but I was like, just use my whole setup. Why are we going to strike the drums? Just use my cymbals and everything. Did not. He did not like the booty shaker. He had the sound man completely turn it off. I'm sure it's it's off putting if you're not like, a, if you're not experienced with it. Yeah, he was like, this is throwing me off. I don't like it. But I also have it bump in with him. I bet you do. <laughs> I've I've tried yours here, and just like a hair was. Mm was plenty for me oh man and you're talking about an even more powerful yeah. amp hooked up to one and then like it's too much oh yeah i could see a little bit would be good though because it just feels like a i mean sub not gonna lie i want one yeah someday you do a little bit on it it's just it's sub it's great but yeah. yeah and then so dude we played i flew all the way to new york we played like five or six songs it ended up being a really, 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 really good thing. It was a, a really great show, man. It was like, it was so nice to play that it was like so high energy and like people were just stoked. And then it was kind of like the, the old days of a show where there was no restrictions for us really like, because it was a one-off and the numbers are so low. And like, so we still, we had like a bunch of fans in the backstage Unfortunately, I was not very smart and not wearing a mask, but I wasn't there very long. But yeah, it was like I met Modest Yahoo. Like he's he was so good, dude. It was just like him and a guitar player and they played like three or four songs. I sat on the side of the stage and couldn't leave. He was so good. Nice. I'm not like a huge fan. Like I wasn't like I know all of his songs, but dude is so he like beatboxes and like I thought there was like a a he beatboxes so good that I thought they were using like a looping looping machine or like they were using samples. Wow. Cause you just like sing a little bit and then the guitar would start doing a solo and then you just start beatboxing. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't realize that he was doing it all live. That's so, awesome. so good, man. He was so good. But uh, yeah. And then, and then, um, I was just like, all right, I'm like, I'm out of here. And like, I just hung out for a minute and then grabbed my cymbals made sure that throne was packed up properly and then left to my hotel. I had to leave super early, but I was like, I'm every time I, you know, because of COVID, I haven't really been able to do anything in New York. So 
Mm. Um, so I was like a 15 minute walk from Smalls, and um, I was like, "I'm gonna go. I'm gonna just go." <laughs> and so I just, I just put on my walking shoes, dude, and like my jacket. It's cold out there, and walk there. And then, and then, and then it's normally like 20 bucks to get in, and it was already past the featured artist, so it was just an open jam. Oh, nice. And so it was like, so I just like walked in. And I was like asking some guy, like, are you guys open? And he's like, it's just an open jam now. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like digging for my wallet. And then he just like walks in and starts watching. And I'm like, oh. And I just like walk in and sit down. Nice. So the talent talent wasn't as good as it normally is. There's a younger generation. It's been a few years. Like the drummers were definitely good. They just, they know what they're doing. But they like, it's not like it was. Like it was like the standard was high. Well, last last time was it a jam? Yeah, I've stayed normally. I've I mean, last time I went, I saw Ari Honig, but yeah, but like, you know, there's always younger guys that are in there playing, but like normally it's like you got to know your stuff. And did you sit in? No way. Why not? I'm not sitting in there. Come on. It's I'm I don't have I don't know these <laughs> how do these guys learn this these like to comp like this. Like I can I can play my my right hand, but like the comping is like. They're just so comfortable with weird comping that I just cannot do. Mm. And so it, it's too ca- calculated on my side. With them, it's just easy, easy comping. It's not like, it's not like, uh, I think it's comp, comp, like, or like it's, what am I trying to say? It's calculated. You know, I think they know what they want to do, but there's just these combos with their feet and their hand, like left hand that are just, it's, great it's great but then i was noticing that some of their hands were not clean like they weren't their comping was great um some of them didn't have great feel one dude the first dude i walked in his hands weren't great his hands were like a little sloppy but he had a great feel like even his quarter notes were swinging hard um so it was cool though man it was just so nice to be there and just be like i can't like this is like one of my favorite places in the whole world like, I cannot believe I'm here, you know, and like, and then I just walked back to my hotel, like got some pizza on the way home, three slices of pizza and a water, $4. That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and it's good. And pizza. it was bomb, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bomb. <laughs> and then I got back to my room, got all my stuff together. And it was like, I have to wake up at 430 which is like what 1:30 here and get it like lift to the airport and I got 2 hours of sleep and was horrifically tired the next day thank goodness I canceled all my lessons and then when I don't sleep like that I have like the worst stomach problems ever mm. and then um got a burrito when I got home and called it a day <laughs> nice went to sleep so yeah it was cool man um but other than that like I've been kind of I've been playing, um, I've actually been playing with Rebecca Jade. Woo! Yeah, that's been fun. I don't know if I talked about the Sully gig on the news from the last time. You did. Yeah, yeah, I did. And that was cool. And then um, I haven't been doing any sessions, though. I've just been like, it's been like teaching, like smaller gigs. I went to a jazz jam out here, sat in with my dad. Um, oh, yeah, I think I saw a so clip of that. I have a very, 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 very quick one. All right, here we go. <laughs> Noise the one! 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 Noise the
Dude. I ain't trying to hear that right now. I'm on this gig with Rebecca Jade. It's in Orange County. It's in like Laguna Beach. It's a super small restaurant. And it's like a really, really high-end restaurant. Like it's really high-end. And so I I don't like when this happens, all right, Phil? <laughs> Not talking about the gig was great. I'm playing with her. Like Rebecca's playing bass again, and we're just we're laying it down. They're like they were giving me compliments about like my volume and like how like you're, they're like, dude, you still play with the same energy, but your volume is like so quiet. And that's so great for a restaurant like this. And I'm like, well, I had like a rest, a residency where I had to be super quiet. So anyways, that was, that's not the point. My point is we go on break. I, I'm so tired of people like I'm just so tired of people. That's just, let's just end it there. <laughs> they touch your symbols again? No, 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 no. I go to the bar. I'm talking to Rebecca's husband. And then um, this like lady, she's semi Karen ish. Uh oh. Comes up and, uh, and like we go through this with Drea all the time too. Like, oh my gosh, you are so great. You're the greatest ever. You're amazing. Can you just. No. no, she's like, you're just great. You're great. And then she goes, oh, and you on guitar, you're so great. Yeah, you're oh wonderful. And then um, you, you, so you're, um, you're piano. I'm like, no, I'm just sitting back there on the drums. And then she's like, oh yeah, honestly, no one cares about the drummer. Oh, she yeah. said that. Yes. People say that all the time. Oh, well, no one cares. Everybody's here to see her. So, yeah, I guess it is kind of like a, I guess I've heard that sometimes like, as like people say it in a joking way, like yeah. she, ha, was, ha, she ha, was kind of joking. It's not about you. Yeah. And I'm not taking offense, <laughs> yeah. but I'm kind of just like, whatever, dude. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm like kind of sitting there like F you Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> and so like I. So she goes, oh, yeah, you know, I just love music and we just I'm actually from San Diego and like I li like I would love to come see you guys. And then she starts going, you know, my kids are into music. And so my son is is one of my sons is a, is a piano player and my other son is is learning the drums. And, you know, I'd go and then I like cut her off. I go, oh, um, I go, oh, I'm um, excuse me. Sorry to be rude. And she's like, oh, yeah. And I go, no one cares about your kids. And then I no. go back to drinking my, my drink. No. <laughs> you, said, you said that? Straight up said it. Oh, my God. <laughs> she had to accept it, Phil. Oh, man. <laughs> you, you zinged her good. Yeah. What? How did she respond to that? She was like, touche. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and I just drink my drink like, that's right. That's right. That'll show you. And dude, Rebecca and her husband were that like high fiving me. Like that was awesome. Is so that was funny. Like, the timing of that one was perfect. I would have never said that. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. I straight one up to her. That's so <laughs> rad. So you're, that'll you're show my you, hero. <laughs> dude. Straight up, no one cares about your kids. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I ain't trying to hear. Yeah, I was that proud right of now. that one, dude. I was proud of that one. <laughs> That was oh. one of those moments where you're driving home and you're thinking about it and you're like, I should have said that. Yeah. But, but I was did. like, no, I'm going to, you're I'm, on it. I'm not going to lose this opportunity. You drove home with your head held high. Yeah. You're like, I said exactly what I should have said. 
Dude, Rebecca and her husband were just like, that was good. That's so funny. <laughs> what kind, were you guys doing like um, covers or yeah. jazz or? It's, you know, it's like just like softly played, you know, like jazzier versions of like, I don't know, feel like making love and. Okay. Yeah. Stuff like that. Sweet. She's she's getting really, really good. Um, so, yeah. Um, anyways, um, I think that's been the show today, Phil. I got to get loaded up and go to Palm Springs right now. I'm going to be late. And I still got to go home and get my clothes. So I got to just, like, go hike to my car and load drums in it. No, there's spots. They, they moved. Son of a... Oh, all right. Well, now I guess I don't have to go over there and yell at them. Yay. They probably heard through the walls me yelling at the beginning of the show. You were pretty loud. Yeah. Well, amped up. You saw what I you heard what I said to that lady. I don't care anymore, Phil. <laughs> I don't care. I do not care anymore. These people need to learn, Phil. They are bold enough to say that to you. No one cares about the drummer, and I'm not gonna take offense to that. Mm. I put my whole life into this. Yeah. No one cares about your dumb kids. Your super privileged dumb kids. One of which is taking drum lessons. By the way, here's my card, drumbrigade.com. We're all about acceptance. (laughs) 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 Oh, my gosh. All right, guys. So um, drumbrigade, drumbrigade.com, philpardell.com, Corey Kingston, K-O-R-E-Y-K-I-N-G-S-T-O-N.com. Um, hit us up if you got any questions. Leave us a review. It helps us very much. And then uh, you want to know where we're playing or any of that stuff, hit us up and, you know, we'll let you know. Uh, this is show 126. Thank you to all of our wonderful sponsors, drumbrigade.com. And that's it, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys on the next one. Hope you guys have a great week. Oh, yeah. Jake's my boy! You might as well, you know, have a ponytail. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe. Yeah.